Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here this Friday, the 6th of November, 2020. I'm recording this the day before, so I'm pretty sure the world's still here, but it might not be. It's a pretty interesting time to be alive, I'll tell you that. Uh, 2020's certainly been an interesting year and every day gets uh, more interesting as we go, doesn't it? If you've never listened to this show, if it's your first time ever listening, well, g'day, uh, hi, it's me, you might Maybe check out some older episodes, but you know, it's for the short version is that this is a podcast called Better Than Yesterday, and the idea is to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's it. Something that you hear on this show will help you go to bed tonight going, you know what, today was a good one. In fact, I'd say it was better than yesterday. That's it. I'm here twice a week. Mondays I speak with the guest, Fridays I speak with you. And I am uh, me. My name is Osher Ginsberg. I'm a TV host, a podcaster, an author, a um, push-up doer a football, out-of-season football watcher, uh, an avoider of, of group chats during election results kind of guy. And I live in Sydney, Australia uh, with my wife and our kids and our dogs. And I've been making this podcast since 2013. And I'm grateful that you are here. You can always get in touch with me. It's super easy. Send us your email at gmail.com. That's my email address. And uh, I love to see what you're looking at when you're listening. And uh, I'm very grateful to get this one from New Zealand. Kia ora, Osha. I'm out walking my six-month-old daughter and a five-year-old Doberman loving the Canterbury sunshine, though wish the wind would die down. They're living there in Christchurch. Uh, listened on and off over the years, loving the Friday check-ins. Keeps me on track and educate. Well, thank you so much. Um, 
I'm going to anonymize everyone by initials today. Thanks very much, uh, CP. I appreciate that. Thanks heaps as well to Kate, who sent a great picture of uh, a, a wet day in Canberra, a lovely wet day in Canberra. This time last year, our eyes were stinging from bushfire smoke, and here we are getting drenched at the moment. Thanks very much for writing to me, Kay. It's weird emailing you. I was lucky to meet you when you were on Channel V with your long hair. I met you later on when you were really in a struggle period of your life and you really didn't want to talk or socialize, something I fully understand now. Sorry about that, Kay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say a massive thank you for your podcast. I'm a recovering alcoholic, just turned three years sober. Congratulations. Well done. It's taken me seven years to get here. I know about that. Having a shit day and a few bottles of wine was so on the cards. I was in the bottle shop car park, sitting in my car. Somehow your podcast came on out of the blue and I listened to you talk about your struggles and issues. You saved me from getting out of the car and busting. Kay, you're not alone. I promise you. You're absolutely not alone. That is something that, uh, you know, we all, whether it be drinking, whether it be eating, whether it be being in a dysfunctional relationship, we all have the thing that we are tempted to go back towards because it feels safe, even though it's extraordinarily dangerous to us, but you did the right thing. You checked in with something inside of yourself and you know, as well as I do, Kay, to, uh, to pick up the phone before you pick up a drink. That's the most important thing because by doing that, you're asking someone who's not thinking about the world with your brain, what's going on and you just have to trust what they say. And, um, that's really important because at those points, it's, it's a bit difficult to trust your brain because certainly in my case, my brain would tell me, nah, go on in, mate. Go on in. She'll be sweet. You'll be right. I won't be. Thanks heaps as well to another K who's emailed to say thanks for Friday's episode about just fucking do it. She writes that I was actually having tears welling in my eyes as I heard you say, how do I know you'll cope because you've always coped? Trust that you'll find a way to figure it out and you'll figure it out again. Yeah, look, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that you heard that. I'm really grateful that resonated with you, Kay, because it's true. And it's something that I have to remind myself every day. Sometimes I'm not able to do it. I need Audrey to tell me. Sometimes it's weird. We need another person to tell us this thing that we inherently know within ourselves. You know, it's true though. And I was, you know, talking to my friends in the States the other night as they were nervously awaiting the election results. And and, you know, we were just talking about, look, whatever happens, I know that you've got this and you'll figure it out. No matter where you are in the world, I know you'll figure it out. And, um, yeah, my mates were, you know, it's true, though. They were, you know, understanding that they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll get through it. They'll find a way. It's important. And finally, from T, T wrote a great email. There's just two lines. Just letting you know, I emailed my MP about the Climate Act today. Thanks for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no worries, T. I did the same thing. I emailed my local MP, Dave Sharma is my local guy. Still not too late to email your MP, call your MP, fax your MP, whatever it is. Get in touch with them and get them to get behind Zali Stegel's Climate Act, climateactnow.org.au. More information you can find out by listening to Monday's podcast with Zali Stegel, which is a cracker. And it's just, it's real simple. It's, you know, I was talking with my, my mate the other day and a lot of, I think a lot of the anguish that I certainly felt around climate change and oh, is this idea that there's no bloody adults in the room. No one's actually got the wheel. You know, we are all educated people. We are all very aware of what is and isn't good that it's happening in our world. And yet we look at our leaders and our leaders don't seem to be doing a goddamn thing about it. And it's terrifying. And uh, so it's really important. 
and uh, really great. I'm really grateful to uh, un, you know know that there's adults in the room, like Zali, who are going okay. Here's a bipartisan thing that we should really agree on, so we can move from here and start working towards a, a solution and some mitigation and some adaption. And so it's a super important. Super, super important. So um, if you haven't heard that episode on Monday, please get on it and definitely email your MP. If you've never emailed your MP before, now's the time, man. Because when your kids look up at you and say, what did you do? You want to tell them you did something, right? So email your MP, please. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To quickly check in with you, uh, what would I say? I'm working hard on this new project that I can't talk about, but yeah, I'm shooting every day this week and it is a really powerful uh, thing that I'm working on and it's really interesting and I'm seeing some really fascinating and transformative stuff unfolding before my eyes and uh, it's bloody remarkable what I'm being a part of. It's a very different kind of project to the sort of thing that I normally work on. So it's, it's really great. I'm working with a great team and we're telling a really powerful story and I, I can't wait for you to to see it um, but it does mean quite long days and uh, that's fine because that's what it takes and um, yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on and so it's important to take care of myself as well because as Carla always says you cannot pour for an empty cup so I haven't got enough time to go for long rides or stream like I would normally or work out for an hour in the backyard in the mornings because I'm up early and out the door but it only takes me 12 minutes and I'll do a set of 20 squats holding a medicine ball above my head and um, then a set of 10 push-ups on my knuckles with my feet on the couch and 10, 12 minutes I've done 100 squats and 50 push-ups and then I'm out the door with the feeling of the serotonin and, and the dopamine rushing through my body. Now that's all it takes. It doesn't have to be that for you. It doesn't have to be that intense. Just whatever works. But trying to make sure that you get those hormones in your bloodstream can really, really help you in your day really help you in the day and I'm really grateful that Audrey allows me that time or not allows me <laughs> but Audrey uh, understands that in the morning when we're trying to get the kids out of the way to school and get the baby fed and everything like that 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 10 minutes is really important 10-12 minutes is really important and, and um, like, yeah, it makes me less of a punish to be around to, to be honest um, what did I want to talk to you about today to check in so I'm just kind of present to the the, the, the emails that, that have been coming in about people's mental health journeys and, and how they are feeling today. And, and you know, I've been uh, talking with my psychiatrist the other day and I guess what I'm really present to is um, in sobriety, 
the people that I saw have the most success in sobriety were the ones that just really, really, really wanted to not have what happened to them when they were drinking and using happen again. And they went after their process of getting sober and staying sober with that just ruthless drive and prioritizing it above everything else. It doesn't always have to be that intense, but at first, when you're really reframing your life and figuring out how to do things again differently, it's super important. And I was really grateful that I, there's Wolfie chatting in the background. It's pretty fun. I was really grateful that when it came time to try to address my mental health, I'd had those lessons and I knew the level of commitment that it took. And I just wouldn't accept that I couldn't move from the spot that I was in. You know, I know that some people have very intensely drug-resistant depression and I know that some people can get really horribly stuck and are trapped in an awful, awful, awful cycle where they cannot escape. I'm very grateful that I wasn't one of those people and I just, I just went after a better quality of life and I would not stop until I could find a better quality of life, you know. I, I understood that other people had been where I was and other people were now a lot better even though I couldn't understand how they got there. I knew there were some things that I had to do and I just, I just wouldn't stop. And, you know, I just remember a time when I was on um, two antipsychotics and, and amino ketone and SSRI and I was, I was on all these drugs and I still wasn't feeling better and I was still really troubled by the suicidal ideation and really troubled by the, you know, oppressive, depressive thoughts and the rumination and I was like got to be more. There's got to be more than this. It's got to be better than this. This cannot be it. And the weight gain and everything like that. And I remember going to my doctor and I was saying, Adam, mate, we've got to figure this out because if this is it, it's no fun. And I don't know how much I want to do it. And I'm just so lucky that he went, all right, well, let's try something different. And I had a doctor that was willing to do that. But I guess what's, you know, a part of that is to get to that point, I had to also be willing to go through all the different combinations of the meds, all the different combinations of the dosages and the, you know, let's add another medication here and add another medication there and maybe try taking it at night, try taking it in the morning, try to avoid this, try to start more of that, you know, and just, I think I went through five different combos of medication and before we found, maybe six, before we found the one that worked. I can't remember. But they take so long to kick in, like four weeks or so, five weeks sometimes, by the time you've come down off the other ones and onto the new ones. And sometimes it might not work when you get this other stuff on board. And the thing that got me through that was just this unrelenting desire to just not take what I had as what it was going to be like forever. And just understanding that, nah, if this is it, that's not enough. It's got to get better. It's got to be better. I just never wanted to settle. And I know that's a huge part of any healing. You know, when you read about people who've, you know, been told they're never going to walk again and they, you know, Kath Cashel, who was on this show not long ago, she's had to learn to walk three times in her life, once as a baby and twice after really horrendous accidents. She got told she'd never walk again twice. 
And she's like, okay, I appreciate you telling me that, but I'm going to keep going anyway. I'm going to keep trying. And she just wouldn't give up, wouldn't give up, wouldn't give up, wouldn't give up. And when I met her, she walked through my front door, no problem, came up my stairs like it was no big thing. It's incredible, incredible human being. I'm not saying that if you're ill and not getting better, that you don't want to get better. But I would just try to encourage you to try to remember the reasons why you want to get better. Find the reasons why you want to push through and try new medication, try new therapy, try whatever it is. Do the work, do the exposure work, whatever it is. You may want to make sure that your pot plants survive the summer. You want to make sure that your dogs have enough walking tomorrow. You may want to make sure that your fish are fed. Whatever it is, find the reason that you're doing it. That will help a lot. In my experience, that is what helped an enormous amount. And just do not give up. Understand that no mental state is a permanent state and understand that you're worth it. You're worth feeling better. Now, let's say, for example, you had a, a really kind of horrendous motorcycle accident or an awful car crash and your, say your right leg got really messed up. There's some pretty incredible things that orthopedic surgeons can do now they, and they might put it like a hell of a lot of Meccano in you, but they could probably patch you up and, and build your new leg and, and get you at least walking again. Now, you may not be able to run a marathon ever again in your life, but there'll be a quality of life and a, an amount of mobility that you'll achieve that will bring you satisfaction, bring you joy, bring you an ability to communicate and connect and interact with other people. And when you consider the alternative, I'm sure you would feel that, wow, it's actually pretty good. I almost lost this leg and now here I am. And I guess it's the same with brains. You know, I don't think my brain's ever going to be what it was. I don't think I'm ever going to live a life without anxiety or depression or I don't think I'll ever get past, you know, the odd really horrible thought ruining a beautiful moment with my family. But I'm willing to accept what it is and understand that like, look, if this is the best it gets, then I'm okay with that. Cause it's actually pretty bloody good considering the alternative. And, um, I guess I'd ask you to think about that as you push forward and push into whatever work you've got to do, whether it be just kind of simple psychology or psychology work, you know, that's confronting cause you're going to have to ask ultimately, well, what's your part, you know, what's your role in this situation? or work with some meds on board or, you know, work with a little more complication as far as diagnosis goes or exposure therapy or, or whatever it is. Just know that you're worth, worth a great quality of life and it's worth putting the work in. It's worth putting the work in. Um, thanks for listening. I know I talked a bit about sobriety today. Monday's show is all about sobriety. We're going to be speaking with Shanna Wan. She's the CEO, founder of the national charity Sober in the Country. Uh, she's got an extraordinary uh, story of um, a descent uh, out of trauma that, you know, kind of took her through, I guess, being a party girl into a pretty awful rock bottom which then ended up becoming her recovery and is now her life's work. She's an extraordinary person. I'm super grateful to get her on the show 
because a story of sobriety out of the city is a, is a fairly common one. The story of sobriety in the country, well, boy, that's something that you don't hear every day. And if you know anything about Australian country drinking, then you'll know that Shanna's pulled off something pretty remarkable. So I look forward to hearing from you on Monday across the weekend. If you need me, you can find me on email, send or email at gmail.com. Or you can always find me on Discord or on Twitch. So um, thanks each for listening. Until we speak on Monday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. 